Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast, a podcast for the imperfect church and the imperfect pastors that lead them. I'm Ryan Reed. And I'm John Martin. And this is the Imperfect Church Podcast. Yes, it is. Here John, we go. Yep. Here we go. We uh, we got up here to record last Friday. We tried to yeah. open the door, and they had changed the locks. <laughs> Guys, it's not just... Uh, certain companies uh, that want to shut us down, but it's the entire SBC. <laughs> We're too funny. real. So, and we tried to call everybody we knew that might have a key, and nobody would come let us in. They wouldn't They wouldn't answer their phone. <laughs> they said, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's if they knew where friends. they were right now, they'd shut us down. <laughs> uh, we broke into a window today. That's it. Climbed That's through. It. Mm-hmm. I mean... In. The we just climbed through the window that was already broken by the homeless person. I think is what you mean. Oh gracious! All right, Matt. Matt, Dang, um, I'm uh, Ryan. I, I got. I got. I, the wait a second. Wait a second. Person mad let's, on my, my let, let's let's go back to the beginning of the episode, John. I'm Ryan Reed. Uh, I'm Matt. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, this is the month of October. Yeah. Uh, fall visited us last week. Yeah. And it is fall right now in Mississippi. <laughs> today. Right now. Today. today yep. That uh, could change at any moment. Mm-hmm. But it is fall right now. Uh, and with October comes many different things. It does. Pumpkins. Pumpkins. Football. Candy corn. What's your feeling on candy corn? I, you know I see a lot of debate online yeah. about candy corn. Listen, candy corn is obviously not the best candy in the world. Yeah, but it's all right. I'm a fan. I mean, it's fine. I like candy yeah, corn. I don't have a problem with it. People are talking like it's, you know, witch's toenails or something. <laughs> is that what it's supposed to be? I don't know. <laughs> kind of looks like it. All right, enough bit. of that. Um, October brings pumpkins and football. Candy yeah, corn, you passed football. over that. A I few did times. pass over John? that. Uh, what a, a terrible sore. weekend of uh, football in it's, Mississippi. It's amazing how. Uh, Feelings can be so subjective because I thought it was a good uh, weekend. Of I football. said for Mississippi, you're actually a Tennessean, so am, it doesn't matter. I am. That's right. So, oh. uh, speaking of fall and October and the things that it brings, the uh, the good vibes that it brings, <laughs> uh, one of the things that it brings is Pastor Appreciation Month. That's right. So we're gonna uh, just list everything that we want our churches to give us today. That's it. Uh, we will begin with a private jet <laughs> yeah. so that we can make pastoral visits. <laughs> That's right, exactly. We, it's, it's a long drive to Meridian. It sure is. Yeah. And it would just be better if I could take off in my backyard <laughs> and land but you at need the a helicopter. I need a helicopter. That's, that would be that's better. That's not a bad idea. That would be I'm better right, than an right uh, airplane. That's right. The problem is you got to have somebody that can drive it to. Yep. Mm. Okay. So what are we really going to do? We are really going to talk about <laughs> pastor appreciation. And so uh, this is a this is a I do like the the uh, renewed emphasis on pastor appreciation. It seems like uh, more uh, more and more it's becoming uh, emphasized on social media. Yeah. People are saying, "Hey, you really need to appreciate your pastor right. uh, for the job that they do." And I think that is helpful, and I think it's helpful for us. Uh, both of us are pastors, excuse me, but we do have pastors in our life. That have influenced us, and that is ha- that they have helped us, and loved us, and prayed for mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's helpful to remind them of that. Let them yeah. know that we love them and we appreciate them. I really like the guys that I haven't done it, but the guys that are as pastors that are thanking the pastors that were in their life. You yeah, know, that's kind of mm-hmm. cool to me. Yeah, uh, looking back on because we've all had pastors, even as pastors. There are pastors. I said pastors a lot in that sense. Yeah, you did. That have influenced us in but our life. But it's in the pastor. <laughs> yeah, it's in a pastor. Right, yeah. Anyway, we uh we have uh, guys who you know a pastor led me to Christ. You know, a yeah. pastor mm-hmm. baptized yeah. me. You know, a, a a pastor stood in the pulpit and taught me all of my right, life. So right. I mean, there's uh there's not only what what we 
you know, want from the pastor appreciation. Uh, but also, we need to be thankful for those guys that have gone before us. Yeah, that's right. And and I think, uh, certainly I've seen several people on Facebook saying these things, and certainly use social media. Uh, but I also think this is a great time to write a handwritten note. Um, oh yeah, you know that's that that sometimes uh, means a lot more yeah. uh, than just a, just a shout out online. Uh, it shows that you kind of took the time a little bit, yeah. and, and not, not not to knock the Facebook thing. I think that's mm-hmm, great too, mm-hmm. uh, but it just uh, take take your time early on, even as pastors, to appreciate your pastor. Yeah, uh, so that kind of leads us to our next point of how do we appreciate our pastor? Well, when you write that handwritten note, the reason it's better also is because you can stick a little money in there. That's that's it. You can't you stick, stick. I guess you can <laughs> Facebook. I think maybe send some yeah, cash PayPal or something. Know, PayPal them. Yep. Um, so uh, we're not going to talk about money, though. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk about how you can uh, uh, be thankful for your pastor through financial means. Right. We're going to talk about something that I think is even better than that. Honestly, yeah. if, if my people were to ask me, they're not going to, but if they were to ask me, what do you want for Pastor Appreciation Month? My initial response is, I wish everybody would just come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. just everybody be here four weeks in a row. That would be the greatest wow. gift yeah. that you yeah. could give yeah. me. Yeah. You know, and uh, but that's not going to happen. Yeah, give me four weeks. Give me eight services. So because we keep throwing around this stat that we don't know if it's true or not, yeah. but people are coming one point six. Hey, just give me four. Give me four. Just give me four, everybody, and uh, I think that would be good for us all. Yeah. So, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Yeah, and, and and before we hop into what your pastor wants, because I believe every one of our pastors uh, want these things that we're going to mention today. Um, we don't want to de-emphasize uh, the blessing that um, that that financial blessing is, oh, yeah. and, and you know, that's not a really a good sen- a yeah. sentence. But um, <laughs> it is helpful, and we don't want to yeah. de-emphasize that. Uh, but there's something more than just a financial blessing that you can give your pastor, yeah, um, yeah, and you can give those pastors in your life. Yeah. So this is an in addition to. In addition to, right? Both <laughs> and, both and. Yeah. Um, well, I listened to that podcast, and they said that you didn't want money. That's it. Yeah, don't do I was going. I was going to give you. I was going to give you a lot, and yeah. they told me you didn't want none. You already so. had the helicopter on order. That's it. That's it. Yeah, this is no. in addition to. Uh, so uh, we're going to draw our conclusions today mm-hmm. uh, from the last chapter, the last little bit of the book of First Thessalonians. Yeah, uh, Paul is writing to uh, those in Thessalonica, and he is writing to them, uh, finishing up his letter. Uh, and and he, he commends them because of their faith and their love of the Lord that yeah. is clearly evident in all of Macedonia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he kind of ends uh, verses 12, chapter 5, verse 12 to the end with kind of a final, just some final instructions and a, and a blessing over them. Yeah. And so John has told me that he wants to read it so bad. <laughs> Actually, John told me that he wasn't reading it. So I'm going to read it for mm-hmm. us, and then we will jump into what your pastor wants. What are you reading over there? Appreciation. Before, before we read it. What, what like, are you still on that CSB thing? or what? No, I, I, I'm i going back to the ESV okay. because I feel like we've paid our dues with okay. our company, man. <laughs> right. so, that's what I have. I just want to make sure that's what you read. All right. So it uh, begins in verse 12, and we read this. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. 
abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Brothers, pray for us. Yeah, you know, the the responsibility that we've been given as a pastor can sometimes, success can be hard to determine, right? We, it's hard to know whether or not uh, the labors that we are that we're giving, the struggles that we're doing, is has any benefit. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're saying today is is that one of the things that pastors love to see and would appreciate to see at Pastor Appreciation mm-hmm. Time is fruit from their labor. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that this passage of Scripture just basically says, hey, you know, serve the Lord well and uh, do it as a result of your respect that you have for the one that's laboring among you. Right, yeah. And that's and this, uh, I think there's a lot... Um of connections between um, our physical fathers and our spiritual fathers in Scripture, mm. uh, and and I think uh, one of the things that uh, anytime uh, my father's birthday came around or something like that, my mom would say, "Okay, it's your father's birthday this weekend. Could y'all not fight?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, something <laughs> yeah. like that, something to that effect of yeah. out of respect for your father, yeah. uh, out of respect and your love for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you, you just behave you just this one behave. day? Just, yeah. just behave. It's yeah. your mama's birthday. That's it. That's behave. It. That's it. Um, <laughs> but there is there is a there is a, a desire I think for your pastor from your pastor uh, to see um, his his spiritual children his right. family yeah. uh, to 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 get together and to live in maturity and holiness. Yeah. And I, and I think we can break these down in, in a few ways. Yeah. And uh, well, we've determined to whether or not it's appropriate. That's right. That's right. That's right. So what's our first one, John? <laughs> the first one is uh, we we want to see as pastors we want to see relational maturity. Mm-hmm. So this deals with those first few verses there that you read. Yeah. Uh, and so particularly the uh, the ones that are in verses fourteen and through sixteen, which say, uh, you know, admonish the idle, encourage the faint hearted. Help the weak, mm-hmm. be patient with everyone, don't repay evil with evil, seek to do good uh, to one another and to everyone. And basically what this is saying is show your maturity in, cl- in Christ uh, through the manner in which you deal with one another. Yeah, and, and there's certainly, uh, when this is in the, in the church setting, I, I think what this looks like is, is simply just being, being gracious to yeah. one another within yeah. the church. Uh, it's it's easy to get your feelings hurt. Yeah, it's easy to allow yourself to be that person that always gets their feelings hurt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the question is, will you be gracious to yeah. other people? Yeah. yeah, I love how he begins this whole section uh, after he says um, uh, to esteem those above you highly in love because of their work. Yeah, in your life. Be at peace among yourselves. Yeah, and I believe all pastors would say uh, their desire is that the church would be one, uh, yeah. unified, be at peace. And this yeah. is not just something that your pastor wants because he doesn't want his job to be hard. Uh, <laughs> but this is echoing the Lord's prayer, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, yeah. He prayed in John, uh, Father, I pray that you would make them one. Right. 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 Yeah. So this and, is this is the desire that we would have relational maturity. Yeah, and I think I think that. You know, the part that I read is about relational maturity among yourselves. Right. And then the part that you read is relational maturity between the pastor and the people kind of deal. Yeah, Both uh, of those things are important there. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a word in that first verse there, I think, that is it's really hard for us all. Uh, but it's worth saying, and that is uh, that's the word respect. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, you, you don't you don't get respect just because you are a pastor. But if your pastor is is serving you well, he's deserving of your respect. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of the things that some pastors need is they just need to know 
You're my leader. Mm-hmm. I respect you because of that, and I'm going to follow you wherever you lead. Yeah, you and know? it's interesting to look at different traditions to see uh, how they respond to their pastor and how mm-hmm. they respect their pastor. And that's a, a you know part of part of that you see uh, in our area is uh, in the African American church. Mm-hmm. They esteem their pastor, right? Sure, uh, they and, celebrate every anniversary. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, and it's a big deal and because yeah. he's their pastor, right? Right. Uh, and there's something to be said about that. Uh, you know, and I had a, I had a, a few uh, folks one time that uh, they they had something going on in their life, a big deal going on in their life, and just the fact that they they wanted to consult their pastor, mm-hmm. they wanted to know mm-hmm. what what is your opinion on right, this. Right, right. Um, that's something that shows your pastor that you appreciate him, yeah. that you yeah. respect his. Um, you they, you respect his uh, his opinion and yeah. you respect his influence his position too his position I mean, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and so you know I love uh, one of the things that that Paul is urging the church here uh, this just these four commands that Paul uh, or that um, John read off admonish the idle encourage the faint hearted help the weak be patient with them all uh, this this refrain of uh, there there's different ways that we re- respond to different people in the church mm-hmm. but the bottom thing that this is assuming is that we're involved. Mm, it is. Yeah, right? For so sure. Yeah. John mentions, <clears throat> one of the things I'd love for you to do is be here. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, yeah. It's and, true, man. And so <clears throat> you can't you can't admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, and be patient with them all yeah. if you ain't all there. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. That, that's, that would be my prayer as a pastor. Yeah. So my people would be involved. That's would right. be there. Yeah. Uh, would yeah. give. Yeah. You can't know who is the weak among you. You can't know who is the faint-hearted among you in, if you're not there among them. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's a, that's a pretty important little uh, part there. We better move on. The All second right. thing that we uh, wrote down in this next few verses of Scripture, and it's what we believe is our call as mm-hmm. pastors, and that is to equip the saints for the work to the That's spiritual it. maturity. And so yeah. these next few verses talk about spiritual maturity. They talk about disciplines. Yeah. Actually, this first section does. Rejoice. Worship is a discipline. Mm-hmm. Pray without ceasing. Ceasing. That's a that's a discipline, That's right? Mm-hmm. Give thanks in all circumstances. This is the will of God of Christ Jesus in you, right? So mm-hmm. uh, what we're saying next is what we want to see from our people is to display spiritual maturity mm-hmm. in the manner in which they live their life and how they interact with other people has is a part of that. Yeah, and I, and I think, uh, continuing on, verse 19, do not quench the Spirit, mm-hmm. do not despise prophecies. Uh, these are these are things that individuals can do, and I, and, I, and I think often what we forget about in the church is that your actions impact those around you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not just your children and yeah. your neighbor, but yeah. they impact your Sunday school class, yeah. and they impact your pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so my desire is that, uh, through through sin in our life, that uh, my church members would not quench the spirit right. because of stubbornness or sin or anything mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. Um, that they would not despise the prophecies. Yeah. And when we talk about the prophecies, uh, we're talking about the written word of God that we have. Sure. Uh, when when your pastor preaches and he labors for you, I, I've said many times on this podcast, and I've told our folks this: uh, when a pastor is preparing his sermon, uh, he's thinking about his congregation. Sure. And, and there are many times that the spirit. Um, the Spirit will uh, will be working in my life as I read a passage, and I think, man, this would be so good for so-and-so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I show up Sunday to preach this, excited that so-and-so is going to hear this message, mm-hmm. and yet so-and-so decided that it was better to go to the right, ball yeah, game or yeah. to go to the beach or wherever yeah, else, yeah. To, go, to stay at home even. Yeah. Uh, and that can be discouraging for sure, your pastor. Sure, And I think that's a way that we despise the prophecy. It's yeah. not important to hear what the Lord says this morning. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so true. And, uh, you know, when we get to the point in our lives where we say, I don't, I don't need the corporate fellowship every week. I don't need spiritual worship every week. I don't need the prophecies every week. 
uh, we're showing not our spiritual maturity, but we're showing our spiritual immaturity that's at it. that mm-hmm. point. And that's not what we desire from our people. That's right. That's right. And and, and we want them we want them to grow into spiritual mature adults. Yeah. Just it's, the same. It's our calling. That's right. It's our calling and it's the same thing that you have a desire for your children and we have a desire for our children. Yeah. We, yeah. we want our children to grow up. Sure. That, that's yep. our desire. We want them yep. not just to grow in stature, right? We want them to grow in wisdom and, yeah. and spiritually we want them to grow. We want to see that. Mm-hmm. And so we pray um, for our people, that they would not quench the Holy Spirit. We pray that they would not despise the prophecy, prophecies, yeah. but they would test everything and hold fast what is good yeah. and abstain from every form of evil. Yeah, and this abstaining from every form of evil leads to the next section, uh, which is uh, fruitfulness, right? So abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, he will surely do it. So we're saying we want to see a resulting fruitfulness from your spiritual maturity. Yeah, and I love uh, Paul's emphasis here seems to be on that word completely and whole. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, that idea to be whole, completion, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that comes from that uh, teleos word. Uh, and that's not necessarily um, what we would say uh, the finish, but that would be... Yeah. That idea of completeness, that idea of wholeness, that, that that we would be whole, yeah, that we would not be missing something, mm-hmm. and this is the prayer that Paul has for the church, and I think that pastors have for us, uh, is that uh, the God of God of peace Himself, He will sanctify us completely. Again, this. Impacted as a result of the ministry of those that are in the the gospel ministry, and so we want to see resulting fruitfulness mm-hmm. from right. uh, from our influence in your life. Mm-hmm. And here's the encouragement to pastors today who may uh, struggle with that idea of I'm and I'm praying that their whole spirit and their body and soul will be kept blameless in the coming of our Lord Jesus, uh, but I don't see it. Yeah, I'm not seeing the fruit. Yeah, I, I'm laboring, and uh, and they're like the Israelites in the wilderness. They're mm-hmm. stiff-necked. Mm-hmm. Um, they despise the prophecies. They quench the spirit. Uh, they're not rejoicing always. They're not praying at all. And so, uh, what is our what is our heart for that? And uh, and Paul reminds us that this is not an act that the pastor does. Mm-hmm. The yeah. pastor is not the mm-hmm. one who sanctifies. Yeah. Uh, the pastor is not the one who is able to keep the church blameless. Yeah. The yeah. pastor is not the savior of the church. Jesus yeah. is. <clears throat> yeah. And, Paul and the tells God us, of peace. The God of peace, right. And Paul tells us, he who calls you is faithful. Yeah. He will surely do it. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the, the, Paul's emphasis on it will absolutely be done, that the people will be presented blameless before the Father. And our prayer is that we would see that more and more in our churches. Yeah, and you know, I think I think a pastor gets to a point where he find he has great uh pride in his church whenever he hears of a ministry that his church is doing that he did not know of. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and that's kind of the 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 completion here is that you're doing ministry, you're doing the work of the Lord outside of the instruction of the church because right. it's what you're it's what mm-hmm. sanctified people do. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I think to me that's the that's the greatest um, a, accomplishment in ministry is to hear the people of God doing the work of God on their own. Right? Yeah, uh, and that's 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 the desire of uh, of the pastor because the pastor knows 
that everybody sitting in front of them on a Sunday morning, on any given mm-hmm. Sunday morning, not every one of those people will be sitting with him in heaven. Yeah. And yeah. yet, his his role, his job, is to usher them to the Savior and to plead with them to repent and to grow and to take their eyes off the idols of the world and to focus them solely on Christ. Yeah, yeah. And so... Um, your the best thing that I think you can do for your pastor is to show him that through his ministry, the Lord has blessed you and has grown mm-hmm. you and is mm-hmm. sanctifying you and is keeping you blameless. Yeah, uh, that that to me is is one of the greatest encouragements, and that leads us uh, kind of to our last little um, portion here where, where we end on the scripture. Yeah, and and Paul just simply leaves the Thessalonians with this. He says, brothers. Pray for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that would be um, that would be my prayer for my my desire for my people. Um, as much as I appreciate the gifts, and I do, as much as I appreciate. <laughs> How many times are you going to uh, say that? I mean, as much as I appreciate the gifts, and I do. I mean, I do. I don't want. I, I don't wanna, want the gifts. That's it. That's it. And I don't want to seem ungrateful for them. <laughs> I am grateful for them, John. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my desire also is that my people would pray for me. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, and so. Uh, I think that uh, that kind of leads us today into our dead man. Uh, oh, yeah, we'll I almost wrap forgot. Up, we'll wrap up with our dead man. Um, and this dead man is from John Chrysostom, or John the Golden-Tongued. And uh, he writes, um, based on this passage, he writes, And how does he stand up for me? Talking about the pastor. How does the pastor stand up for you, the congregant? Because he prays for you. Because he ministers to you the spiritual gift that is by baptism. He visits, he advises, he admonishes you. He comes at midnight if you call for him. He is nothing else than the constant subject of your mouth, and he bears your injurious speeches. What necessity had he? Has he done well or ill? This man hath opened heaven to you. So if you love Christ, if you love the kingdom of heaven, acknowledge through whom you obtained it. Mm. And I think Chrysostom is just pointing back to... um, the, the difficulty that it is to be a pastor and yeah. um, and, the, and the work that Paul says here. Um, look at the work that they do. Mm-hmm. Esteem them highly mm-hmm. loved because mm-hmm. of that work. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as pastors, I think when we have those celebrations, when we have those times of victory, we need to hold tight on to those. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to hold tight on to those. You were talking about written notes. Uh, I, I, I get written notes occasionally, mm-hmm. and over my ministry, I started this – ever how long I've been doing ministries, a long time now, I would put them all in the same stack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I have, if you have written me a handwritten note since I've been in the ministry, I have it. Mm-hmm. I have every one of them. And, um, and I call it my bucket of encouragement because yeah. that's what it is, really. Yeah. It's a silver bucket. And when people write me encouragement, I stick, I stick it in there. And, man, occasionally you want to take one of those, one of those handwritten notes out and be mm-hmm. encouraged, be yeah. reminded, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. of that, that moment in, the, in your ministry and that time of celebration. Your pastor needs that. Yeah. He mm-hmm. needs those times of encouragement. And it may, not be, it may not be monetary. You know, you may be saying, I, I can't give him anything. That's fine. I mean, you know. Give him what you can, yeah. and uh, and what we're talking about today is give him spiritual stuff, right? So, because he's deserving. Of that's it. right. And so this episode will air tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, on the fifteenth of October, and that gives you two Sundays. Can, can you <laughs> to be there? Come up with some money. No, oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> John, you're talking about the money now. Um, <laughs> but if you listen to this, we have several people that listen to this that are not pastors, right? Um, can you give your pastor four more services? Yeah, Sunday yeah. morning, Sunday yeah. night. 
or Sunday yep. morning, Wednesday night. Give him four more services this week yep. and let him know after the service, I appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. what you've yeah. done for yeah. me and my family, and I appreciate your service toward us. I think that's good. All right, John, we're going to wrap up here. Uh, what are you preaching? I am uh, preaching a series on our mission statement, our core values. So that's what we're doing right now. Okay. We're going through that. Uh, it's topical series, but mm-hmm. I am using the Bible. Well, that's regardless good. Regardless of what you people think. It's uh, helpful to use the Bible <laughs> and preach it. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, we're going to be in week three this coming Sunday, and uh, we'll have three more weeks to come. So oh, Sounds fun. Six weeks. That's great. What about yourself? Matthew? Well, uh, actually, um, I just, uh, just finished up uh, Matthew chapter 20. Yeah. Uh, chapter 21 is the, uh, um, the uh, triumphal entry. And so uh, I'm going to pause on Matthew uh, as we come into the, the, the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to go into maybe some church growth ideas. Uh, we, we're going to have a deacon election sometime soon, and so I'm going to be looking at that and just uh, kind of putting together a, a short series of uh, some of the things we need to do as a church. Yeah, and then, um, man, it'll be Thanksgiving. It'll be Thanksgiving. It'll be Advent. That's it. That's it. So we're, we're kind of moving into it, but I'm hoping to maybe put a pause on Matthew and pick it up at the uh, beginning of next year, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that way we can uh, we can focus on Easter from yep. January Ride that donkey right up into that's Easter, it. Huh? That's it. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, uh, good stuff. All right. Well, Anything else? Nope. That's all I got. Thank you for uh, being here, Ryan. Yeah, thank you for being here, John. <laughs> and thank you, dear listener. Uh, we do want to ask that if you like our podcast, to like, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasting service. And share us with a friend. Uh, we, uh, we appreciate all of your love uh, and all of your support. Um, and we will see you next time. Until then, keep loving your imperfect church. And remember, one day she will be perfected in love.